This is the Truth Hurts Program. Well, good morning, hello, and welcome back to the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. That would be me. It is Monday, March the 13th, 2023, and we are on the way to our twice-monthly trip to the state capitol. It is the 13th day, so it's almost the middle of the month of March, and you know what that means. We are into the 26th month of the first term of Joe Biden as your president. Someone told me the other day I should stop calling it the first term of Joe Biden because that implies that there will be a second term. If election fraud, irregularities in the voting booth, software issues, late night ballot drops, ballot harvesting issues, and all of the other things surrounding the mysterious so-called election of Joe Biden the first time, then you should have no doubt in your mind that even if Joe Biden dies next week and they keep his name on the ballot, the Democrats will find a way to re-elect Joe Biden and then simply install whoever the vice presidential choice is in his place. Anyhow, folks, enough of that. I spent the entire weekend having fun. I did not bother to turn on the news one single time. Not once. Not even to see the weather forecast. Waking up to a crisp 47 degrees this morning here in South Louisiana for March the 13th. That's pretty much below average. Should be somewhere around 61 for our morning temperatures. Clear skies, a cool front moved through last evening. Nothing at all like what's been happening in California. You know, the place that loves to talk about global warming and man-caused climate change and sea level rise and record high temperatures, especially in the winter months. Californians are digging out from record-setting snowfall. How's that for global warming? I would venture to say that Al Gore probably had some trip planned to California to continue the climate lie, the global warming hoax. And usually whenever that happens, there is record-setting cold. Like Mother Nature is saying, "Eh, wrong answer. You're not going to try and take credit for a changing climate. That is cycles. That is cyclical. That is the way of things. Nature has a way of kicking back when man thinks that man is too involved in something. I was told once that global warming was going to kill off all of the sea life because shrimp in the Gulf of Mexico cannot handle even a two-tenths of a percent rise in the temperature in the ocean. And yet, while having fun over the weekend, I was flipping through the channels and saw a nature program 
Did you know that there are shrimp which thrive in extremely hot sea temperatures? Underground volcanoes can spew smoke, lava, etc. And there are actual species of shrimp, subspecies of shrimp, of lobster, of crab, who thrive in the extremely hot temperatures. Temperatures hot enough to boil the water under the sea floor, or at the sea floor, rather. <clears throat> Tell me about that. Nature adapts. Nature adapts. Human beings do not adapt. We think we're better than that. Instead of adapting like early man did, early mankind adapted to changes in the climate. They learned to kill bears and use the bear skins as clothing, as winter coats. They used all types of animal skins to keep warm. Instead of adapting physiologically to the cold, man thought man was smarter than nature. So man, through the years, has kept its surroundings regulated rather than adapting man's own bodies to the changes that occur naturally. We are a species right now, especially in the year 2023, or as the cops like to tell you, in this day and age, we all have our little temperature range, even myself. The electronic thermostat, the temperature regulator in my home is computerized. I like to sleep during the summer months in a home that is around 69 degrees. That's my preference. And the electronic thermostat in my home has a range setting from 68 to 72. Anywhere in that range, I can sleep comfortably. During the day, I work from home primarily, and I'm the only one there. And I like the temperature to be somewhere around 74, 75. That's fine for me. And so, after I wake up and everyone is off to start their day, that automatic thermostat ticks up to 75. And that's where the house stays all day. Right in the studio, same way. In the RV, same way. When I go to a hotel, I set the thermostat to the same temperature setting. That's what I like. That's what I'm accustomed to. I cannot regulate my own body to adapt to colder or warmer, so I press a button on a smartphone and the temperature does what I want it to do. I am controlling imitation nature. Man is a fragile creature. When the Incas, the Mayans, the Aztecs were all running around tribally hundreds and hundreds of years ago, they would build huts to shield them from the spring rains. They would wear skins in the cooler months, although down there, Central America and places like that, there aren't too many cool months. Equator, <laughs> great term, that middle line that runs along and separates the northern hemisphere from the southern hemisphere. <clears throat> equator. It's what we've known it as our whole life, the equator, which means the equalizer. 
the equity line. Oh, the climate change people must really hate that term, equator. Man has no effect on that meridian line that bisects Earth from top to bottom. The great equator, the equalizer, the equity maker. It's always around the same temperature there, and it's always warm there. And it has nothing to do with man-caused global warming. I love how Al Gore and the climate nuts and Greta Thunberg, the bratty little girl who looks like she's always just getting up and getting out of bed. Something wrong with that little girl. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to pick. But she looks like she might have a touch-it-down syndrome or something. She's just not quite right. Boy, have they turned her into a millionaire. How dare you? How dare you? The problem with little girls or little boys who everyone thinks it's cute when they come up with a so-called cause when they're young because their parents are just shoving it down their throat constantly. Those little girls, those little boys, they age, they grow up, and they're no longer cute. They're no longer funny. They're just irritating. Greta Thunberg, to me, is one of those who is just irritating. Her message is lost in the fact that she claims, how dare you fly around in airplanes that burn fossil fuels? She flies around the globe on airplanes to give her message, and then somehow sanctimoniously gives herself a free pass because she's flying around to tell you not to fly around and that should be good enough. I'm sure she's not backpacking across Australia or Europe or the US or Central America spreading her message in a pair of sandals. I'm sure she stays in five-star hotels paid for by the likes of Al Gore and George Soros. People hell-bent on telling you that you should not fly, that you should not drive, that you should not set your thermostat on 69 degrees. I'm certain she and those like her avail themselves of all the comforts that man has to offer. And then, while sitting in those ivory towers, tell you how to live your life. Sorry. Switching topics slightly, the progressive liberal woke left, those in the Democratic political party, who seem to want you to do as they say, but not as they do, also want you somehow to agree to, to accept, and not only to agree and accept, but to celebrate the existence of something that does not exist any gender other than male and female. There are only two genders. There have always been only two genders. That's why we have men's restrooms, women's restrooms. Schools have boys and girls restrooms. Some school systems now are demanding that schools spend hundreds of millions of dollars, school systems that is, to add a third restroom 
for a non-existent so-called transgender. The problem with that is some boys are trying to transition into being girls, which they cannot physically do. And some girls are trying to transition into boys, which they can't physically do. The outcome of this is, of course, only to enrich a group of people, a subset of humanity that has once again lied to you for their own personal financial gain. Think about it. Who stands to win financially, economically, by the creation of another gender, which does not exist? It's not anyone within that gender. Those boys trying to pretend that they're girls want to wear girls' clothing. No big deal. It's not like they're inventing a third class of clothing. Those boys, those queerish, fruity boys who think they're girls, they just want to wear bras and panties and thongs. They want to wear skirts. They want to wear frilly blouses. Those girls who think they're transitioning into male, which they're really not because they cannot have a penis, they want to dress like dudes. They want to wear lumberjack clothing, you know, jeans and flannel shirts, tank tops, either lop off their breasts or tape them down or bind them in some way so that they look like guys. There is no other gender. You can either be a guy and act and dress like a guy, or you can be a fruity guy and dress like a girl, but you're still a guy, or the converse, the inverse. You can be a girl and dress like a girl, or you can be a girl and act like and dress like a guy. But there's no magic other gender. It's not like we created a gender called nu. Oh, he's not a boy, he's not a girl, he's a nu. And as a nu, he wants to dress like a nu and put on the nu fashion because there is no nu fashion. It's boy, it's girl, that's it. There is nothing else. You can pretend all you want, but you can no more change your gender than you can change your species. I can't wake up today and tell the world that I am an oak tree. I cannot be an oak tree. No person has ever become an oak tree, at least not whilst living. Sure, you can cremate your body after you're gone, and have your ashes planted with an acorn in some mud, some dirt, some soil, you can go out as that tree grows and say, this is my late so-and-so. We put his ashes in an urn that grows into a tree, so this tree is our departed deceased relative. It's a nice thought. It's a wonderful thought. I thought about doing it with my late son. But it doesn't mean that he is a tree, that he can get up and go to Starbucks and have a $14 coffee and sit down and talk politics, religion, science, or sports. A human being cannot change their gender. And what really hacks me off 
is the fact that there are some so-called scientists out there, some so-called medical professionals who will look straight in your eye and lie to you and claim that, sure, you can transition to another gender when they know damned well all of their medical school teachings, all of their biology, all of their chemistry, all of their epidemiology classes, everything that they learned from the time they germinated their first red bean in third grade into a plant, the first time they stuck toothpicks in an avocado seed and somehow suspended it over water, there is no way that you can convince me that there are any more than the two genders, male and female. The human body, the genome, the chromosomal makeup, the gene sequence, pretty, pretty straightforward, pretty clear. XX, XY, male, female. You can put lipstick on a pig and call it Dolly and call it whatever you want. It's still a pig. You can put on a cat costume and meow and lick your back of your hands and rub your ears with it. You can hiss when somebody walks by. You can scratch at people you don't like, but you cannot become a cat. In the United States of America, in this day and age, as they say, in the year 2023, March the 13th, we have as the second in command of the United States Department of Health and Human Services, a person with a severe mental illness in the second in command position. A severe mental illness, a psychosis. What is the word they call it? Psychotic? You have to be somewhat psychotic if you honestly think that you can wake up tomorrow, put on a dress, put your man titties in a bra, grow your hair long, and somehow think that you have changed from a male to a female. Richard Levine was a married man who bore, I believe, two or three children. He was married to their mother. And he was probably a closet queer his whole life. Probably gay. Big guy. Big guy. Fat, tall, big boned, large in stature. A big dude. A big fat dude. Like most big fat dudes, he had a pot belly and man titties. He probably his whole life was a closet gay man, probably. His mannerisms, the way he holds his hands, his wrists, the way he uh, gestures, his speech pattern, probably very effeminate guy most of his life probably tick, uh, teased and picked on in school. Probably by guys like the coaches of the sports teams who went, but you're a big guy. Why don't you play football? I don't want to play football. No, 
I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get messy. He was probably teased as a child. And listen, I don't believe in bullying. I think bullying is wrong and I think teachers should pay more attention and try to stop bullying when they can. But understand this, bullying is the natural pecking order of animals. If you put a pack of, of young wolves out there in the field, one wolf is going to dominate. He becomes the what? Leader of the pack. Right. That's how you get the leader in animal society. Uh, yes, we're humans. We're supposed to have evolved beyond that. But in the end, we are all animals. And humans are carnivores. So we have more in common with a wolf than we do with, let's say, a rabbit. When Richard Levine was a young man, a young boy, he most likely under underwent some bullying. People probably teased him because he was fat, because he was effeminate, because he didn't play well with the other boys. He probably had lots of little girl friends. He probably thought it was cute the day some of the girls said, ooh, Richard would make a cute girl. Let's put makeup on him. He probably openly was like, no, I'm not doing that. But secretly inside, he probably longed for that. He had probably wished for that his whole young life. He had the rouge and the lipstick and the eyeliner and the mascara and the whatever else they put on. They probably painted his nails and he was probably in hog heaven, pun intended. Little fat boy being primped and prepped like a little girl. That probably left a nice impression on Richard Levine. But peer pressure at that time, because the guy's, what, 60 years old? He decided to go to medical school and become a doctor. And he did. He went, became a doctor. Led a marginal life as a marginal doctor. Wasn't curing cancer. Wasn't doing anything profound. Nothing special. Probably had that secret longing. God knows how much experimentation he did in college. And because of the pressure of doctors, you have to have a nice looking wife. So he got married, had a couple of kids, and then became disillusioned as a middle-aged man because secretly, as he'll tell you, all his life, he knew he was a girl just trying to get out of a boy's body. So he divorces his wife, tells his kids, daddy's gonna become your new mommy. <laughs> and supposedly transitions from a secret closet drag queen. Wouldn't you love to see those party pictures? I wouldn't. Transition from a drag queen to a full on transgender. But he didn't whack off his tally. He didn't take that off. He didn't remove the beans and franks. Supposedly still has the penis and the sack with the two little useless marbles. Put on some makeup, some lipstick. Put on a bra to hold his man titties in place over that massive pot belly. Grew his hair out. Puts on makeup. 
and lies to himself, to his family, and to the world, claiming that he has transitioned to the other gender. Not another gender. He didn't become a... He claims he is a female, a girl, a woman. And his kids are probably secretly, deeply, and darkly, A, humiliated and embarrassed, but because of his public figure status, they don't dare express those things. Or, growing up with a very effeminate father, who they probably caught cross-dressing through the years, they probably truly accept this mental illness that their father thinks he is a girl. He even changed his name to Rachel. Calls himself Dr. Rachel Levine, second in command of the Department of Health and Human Services for the United States government. And don't you dare call him out on it. Don't you dare speak the truth that he is still a dude because you will be vilified, demonized, castigated, called out. You will then become bullied by the left. You will be picked on. You will be the bad guy because you're not conforming to his lie that he claims that he is a female. It is mental illness celebrated. They don't want you to just accept that he thinks he is a girl. They want you to firmly, truly believe, affirm, accept, and celebrate this lie that Richard Levine is somehow a female when he's not. And woe is unto thee who decries that truth. Shame on you if you call him what he is. A queerish guy dressing up like a girl, a drag queen. Woe unto you. Shame on you for not buying into the lie, for not celebrating the lie, for not calling him whatever he actually is, a guy. And if you dare tease and say, look, that big fat man's wearing a dress. <laughs> what a queer. Then you're the bad guy. We're celebrating the mental illness of an entire group of people who are lying to themselves and to you. Listen, if you want to be gay, you go right ahead and be gay. Guys, you go ahead and sword fight with any other guy you want. Pull down your pants, whip them out and sword fight. I don't care. That's up to you. Just don't try to sword fight with me because I don't swing that way. Ladies, if you like playing with scissors... Go ahead, spread them legs, play with them scissors. You can scissor all day long as far as I'm concerned. But just don't try and convince other women that that's what they should do. Little tomboy, you want to be a Terry or a Terry? That's up to you. A Marion or a Marion? That's up to you. You do whatever you want to do within your own little world. But don't try and force it on the rest of us, the sane, the normal, the common sense, the educated. And don't try and get certain so-called scientists to lie on your behalf. 
because we're not buying it. You can no more change your gender than I can turn into a dog. And I promise you, if I showed up at my job today, woofing and wagging tail and pissing on plants in the building and fire hydrants out front, begging like a dog on my hind legs with my hands in the uh, air, pretending they're paws and going woof, woof, ha, 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 ha. I would be committed to a mental hospital. It would be called mental illness. They would say that I have become psychotic. Look at Steve Z. He thinks he's a rover, a dog. He thinks he's a St. Bernard. I'm not big enough to be a St. Bernard. Labradoodle, nah. Maybe a svelte Doberman. Yeah. Maybe I'll put on brown pants and a tan shirt today and pretend to be a Doberman. I wonder what my employer might think. They would haul me out in an ambulance, in a straitjacket, and they would take me straight to the mental ward at the local hospital for observation. Can you just imagine for one moment of your life the mental illness involved in these strange people who think that they are something other than what they are? Can you just imagine for a moment Dr. Richard Levine went to medical school to learn everything you learn in medical school about the massive difference between penises and vaginas, between testicles and ovaries. Dr. Richard Levine knows that a man is a man and a woman is a woman and there cannot be a transition. But this sick, twisted guy is being paid a lot of money by the U.S. government to lie to you. Hey, folks, I just looked at the clock here. Sorry about that. We've run a little bit over for the Monday edition of the Truth Hurts program. Make it a wonderful Monday, and we will see you on the next one. Have a great day. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you are offended, but I retract nothing. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audio Nautics. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network. All rights reserved.